We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Digest podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Big breaking news this Sunday morning, Oregon landing a commitment from 2022 defensive lineman Ben Roberts from East High School in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm here with Ducks Digest reporter Dylan Rubenking to break all this news down Big commitment for the Ducks, staying hot on the recruiting trail once again. And uh, Dylan, you know, what what are some some instant reactions off top for you? Well, first, it came completely out of the blue. I mean, he didn't make any sort of announcement about a top five, about, you know, all I'm announcing this day, stay tuned, where I'm going to do it. It was completely out of the blue. And we knew that he decommitted from Washington, I believe it was early August after the SNL visit in Eugene. Um, and he put out, I think he put out a couple of top schools or there were reports about what his top schools were. And then all of a sudden, one day after Oregon wins and Washington loses in pretty horrific fashion, um, he opts for Oregon. So very surprising, but it's a big pickup for Oregon. They really needed a, a solid defensive lineman to kind of build some depth there. Oh, no doubt. They they really needed to strengthen up the trenches. Uh, you know, Mario Cristobal has made that his his calling card for the longest time. Um, maybe just coming at a, a little bit of a different time, um, you know, with regard to the, the 2022 class here. But spots are getting tight. We want to break down all of that and more in this podcast. So I'm messing around with a little bit of my settings here um, on my on my end with the computer. So give me just a second, folks, while we while we do this little little troubleshooting ish. I mean, it's not a problem, but we're just going to flow with it. We're just going to flow with it. Um, but Ducks get a big win yesterday over Fresno State. Uh, we're going to have a, a podcast coming out on that uh, in the near future, so make sure you keep an eye out for that one uh, on the podcasting feed. And it's going to be uh, you know, a lot of great stuff coming to the site. As always, you can find us at DucksDigest.com, but now we have the technical difficulties sorted out, so thank you for, for hanging in there with us on that one. Uh, but I think just with this evaluation, it's it's big for a number of reasons because the Ducks they needed they needed defensive linemen, and I feel like just with the way that they've maybe been playing on the defensive line uh, as of late, you, you just can never have too many. Uh, all the best teams are just vicious in the trenches, and uh, this is one of those positions that you really just want to you know invest and go all in on 
um, when you're trying to, to strengthen the trenches. So let's get into this evaluation uh, for, for Roberts. I'm going to get some highlights up on the screen here. All right. looks like that's up on the screen. And yeah, so we got that going now. And um, let's see here. So with Roberts, I think what, what stands out the most, in my opinion, is that he's violent at the point of attack. Um, you know, he's really good with his hands. And I think that one of the parts that I really liked about his game is, is how often he's batting down balls. That's a guy that's really instinctual, has a, a good feel for the game. And you know that he's going to be able to, to make an impact in, in a variety of ways. Yeah, and one thing that I really liked when I was watching some of his highlights, even one of them that just passed on was, uh, you know, how good his footwork is and how good his hands are off of blocks. Um, we saw one, there was a running back that was kind of coming toward his direction and he got off a block and just kind of make a really quick cut that a lot of guys probably couldn't make at 6'4", 290. Um, it was pretty impressive. He's not the fastest guy. He's not going to, you know, blaze off the edge and get to quarterbacks in like two seconds. But he's very powerful, like you said, very vicious at the line of scrimmage. Um, he can play on the edge or in the middle. But I think for Oregon, I feel like his fit is a little bit more in the middle, given his size and kind of strength. Um, and I feel like the depth there is definitely definitely a big need. Um, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Keon Ware Hudson when he was coming out of high school. Um, just like a big power guy. He's going to wear down offensive linemen really good footwork. And like you said, he bets down balls and he gets his hand on a lot of footballs and picks them off too. Um, I believe there's one in here where he bats one down and runs it back for a pick six. Um, he's very athletic for a guy who's six four two ninety. Like I said, not super fast, but he knows what to do with his hands, knows what to do with his foot, uh, his feet. And he's a very smart football player. So I can't wait to see how Oregon utilizes him. I think, like I said, I feel like his fit is more so um, in the middle of the defense, but I think, you know, he could slim down a little bit and we could maybe see him coming off the edge, kind of a Brandon Doorless type of role. At 6'4", 290, I definitely see what you mean there with uh, his fit maybe being more so on the interior. Uh, he's going to get some some big-time help in, in the run game for Oregon, uh, absorbing double teams really well. And when we think about the importance of adding size to, to the trenches, he's joining some big commits that are already in the fold for Oregon. Uh, you got Grayson Halton uh, out of San Diego and then Sir Mels as well. He's a big body that committed to Oregon early in the summer right after visits resumed. But uh, we're, we're still looking at the highlights here. And I was going to mention that that Utah is a, a state that has really emerged uh, nationally uh, on the recruiting stage. And in some of his highlights here, he's going against Corner Canyon, uh, one of the top schools in the country. I believe the top school in the state of Utah, uh, Duck Scott, Jackson Powers Johnson out of there. And, and you can just see that that Roberts is doing his thing. And with with uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, believing after this season, uh, it kind of just goes back to my earlier point about you just need to have bodies there on the defensive line. Um, I think the biggest thing that they want to focus on, that they should focus on rather, is is finding another pass rusher. I don't think that Roberts necessarily fills that um, that need as as much as maybe some other guys that that Oregon's going after the the Cyrus Mosses of the world, the the Anthony Lucases. But just just looking at it from a, a pure talent standpoint, I think this is a guy that that's going to be a big addition for Oregon. And uh, we, we knew that the Ducks were a team to watch here for a while, especially after he committed to, to, um, to Washington. I mean, I was a little bit surprised myself when he initially committed there because I thought that the Ducks were in a great spot. But, you know, either way, <laughs> they got him now. 
Yeah, they definitely stuck around. I mean, you know, like you were talking about with the defensive line stuff, I feel like it's kind of a melting pot right now with Oregon and their depth in the on the interior. Um, you know, you kind of saw it yesterday. You have guys like Christian Williams and Keanu Williams and Brandon Doralis, Popo Amave, Ware Hudson. Like, it kind of seemed like it was different on every series, and you don't really know what you're going to get, especially with guys starting, because a lot of those guys haven't really started before because Jordan Scott, Austin Folio graduated since moved on from the program. So, um, yeah, depth is definitely going to be interesting if Kayvon ends up going to the NFL after this year. Um, and I think, you know, Halton and Mels are also really solid players. And I think Ben Roberts is a great fit for Oregon overall. You mentioned guys like Keon Ware Hudson yesterday. Uh, he was listed as a starter on the organizational chart. Also saw a heavy dose of Christian Williams getting getting his feet wet, kind of as a, a, a more of a regular contributor for Oregon. The defensive line was was one of the, the better uh, position groups, I thought, yesterday. I believe they limited uh, Fresno State to under 100 rushing yards on the ground. So anytime you can do that and just, you know, establish yourself physically in the trenches, certainly going to be a bonus. But we talked about the, you know, the, the pure talent and kind of what Roberts brings to the table. But what makes recruiting so fun to follow is that there's so much more at play. Uh, we want to talk about, you know, the, the landscape, what this means for Oregon, uh, you know, with their 2022 class and, you know, there was obviously going to be some effects to, to other classes here, mainly in Washington, who's just had a heck of a weekend. Isn't that right, Dylan? Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, you know, they came into that game against Montana. You know, they they looked like it was going to be an easy win. And I was watching uh, I was watching some of the local Seattle news and they just had a meltdown. And it just you could definitely tell that, you know, Husky fans are really upset. I mean, they were missing a lot of guys, um, but that's definitely not a good look, especially if you're committed there. And Ben Roberts was already decommitted before that, but I feel like last night he was kind of like, I'm I'm pretty glad I decommitted from there. It's kind of a kind of a dumpster fire is the word that we were talking about earlier. Um, and Sir Mel's did it earlier in the summer. I mean, he decommitted, I think in May or June, and he committed to Oregon shortly after that. So um everybody that you kind of see was talking about Ben Roberts going to Oregon. That was kind of like, like you said, you know, he made the visit, he came back, and um you know, I feel like just yesterday's turn of events kind of confirmed to a lot of people that like, you know, Washington is not, you know, the powerhouse for recruiting that they once were, nor on the field production as they once were, perhaps. Um, so I think this is kind of a turn of the tide. You know, you have to really see what Washington's going to do on the field to try to keep those guys there. Just a, another example in the recruiting game about how just because someone's verbally committed does not mean they're locked in. And if you're looking at that from an Oregon standpoint, you know, this staff knows that just because the guy is in the fold, the, the work is not done. I'm sure these guys are still getting recruited. Although a lot of the guys that I talk to that are committed to Oregon, you know, they'll say, you know, coaches kind of backed off um, after after I made that announcement, because I think that speaks to the the job that the staff does and getting the right kind of guys, selling them on that vision and getting them to buy in. But uh, that's definitely going to be something to monitor here as we as we move forward in the 2022 cycle and beyond. Uh, when we're looking at Roberts and his recruitment, obviously we have the the recruiting battle win over Washington, um, which just has not done a, a whole lot on the recruiting trail um, in recent years. Uh, you know, Jimmy Lake, say what you will about keeping all the the top talent out on the West. You know, um, you know the whole bow down thing and everything, whatever. Um, but, but Roberts had some, some pretty good offers on the table that were, um, you know, notable 
We have schools like Tennessee, Virginia Tech, Nebraska. Maybe I shouldn't say Nebraska, but Nebraska <laughs> used to be a big name in football and USC. So the Ducks getting Roberts definitely keeps him uh, out of a handful of Pac-12 contenders, which is great. Um, and uh, just, you know, we're looking at some of the the guys that they've kind of battled the Huskies for in this cycle. You know, both the Jaleels from San Diego, um, you know, had uh, had Washington in their top group before eventually committing to Oregon. And uh, your guy, Dave Uly, you know, you were all over that recruitment. Uh, Ducks coming into Washington there as well. Yeah, and he's right from the Seattle area. He's from Puyallup. That's only, you know, a short drive away from Seattle. Um, and a lot of those guys had made visits to UW and Oregon. So, you know, it wasn't like, oh, he made one here. He made he didn't make one here. Kind of like what we saw in the 2020 class in 2021, where the pandemic, you couldn't go visit. You know, you kind of knew what they saw. You kind of knew what they were working with. And it's just clear that Oregon has, you know, not just the better facilities and the stadium and that kind of atmosphere, but, you know, the football program, the coaching staff and all that kind of stuff as well. That's definitely shown in the last couple recruiting classes because, you know, look at the guys that Oregon's brought in, the five stars, the four stars, the talent from all over the country, um, you know, guys who have decommitted from other big programs coming by like Satania from Texas A&M. So, um, you know, it's really, really impressive that Oregon keeps – tabs on guys even after they've committed you don't really hear about that a lot like you said you know the work's sometimes done whenever a guy commits some coaches kind of back off um i don't feel like oregon does that i don't i don't feel like cristobal and his staff are that kind of um you know that kind of group to just kind of say the work is done after they've verbally committed somewhere else oh, so, it's nonstop. Um, yeah absolutely so i feel like ben roberts was always kind of keeping it open i never really felt like he was super locked in um, cause he was announcing every offer. He was still making visits. Um, and Washington was just not, you know, racking up the guys on the 2022 class that they were expected to given everything Jimmy like has said. Um, so yeah, it's really impressive that Oregon just keeps taking from, from UW. I know Ducks fans are overjoyed. You know, obviously the win wasn't as pretty as it should have been, but I feel like the events of today and last night with UW kind of makes it a little sweeter for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and clearly that, that visit gave Roberts plenty to think about that visit to Eugene for Saturday Night Live. Uh, I, I've said it multiple times and I feel like it's worth repeating, you know, the Ducks, they need to, they just need to get guys on campus. Uh, and, and that's part of the big battle for so many people coming from all over the country. Um, whether it be them trying to get more into the South visits are starting again, but so has the 2021 season. I'm, I've talked to a lot of guys uh, this past week and you know, asking them about trying to come out to Oregon and they're saying, well, you know, the season's going, it's going to be a little tough. Uh, they, they're having to get creative with their bye weeks So I think that's something that people maybe don't think about as uh, enough when it comes to, to setting up those visits, just how busy these kids really are. Um, and you know what goes into ultimately getting them across the country, and with with the Roberts commitment, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the podcast in this episode. But this Utah pipeline is absolutely insane. Ducks basically just have an umbrella over all of the West Coast um, in the Western states, rather. If you're looking out more towards you know Nevada, Utah, the likes of those states, and I think that is just uh, helping them establish their brand that much more. And they're bringing in people that are buying into the vision that Mario Cristobal has has uh, for this program. And when when we're looking at the Utah pipeline, there's just so many talented players that have come in. And we saw some of them in action yesterday in uh, Oregon's win over Fresno State. 
What do you think about this pipeline, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, it's super impressive. You know, you talk about guys like the Sewell brothers, you talk about um, Jackson Powers Johnson, and uh, and then you talk about states around there, you know, Arizona, like you said, with Todd Thompson, Brandon Buckner, um, you know, all those guys as well. Bram Walden's another one. So um, in Nevada with Sir Mills, and they're still looking at guys like Cyrus Moss, and they have locks on Bishop Gorman. So, um, you know, just in that area, not just the West Coast, not just locking up Oregon, not getting guys from California like they always do. Um, you know, getting states around that as well, because that's still Pac-12 country is still really, really big. And then you talk about, you know, you keep mentioning the word pipeline. And I feel like, you know, you keep saying, like, we have Texas pipeline, we have the Florida pipeline, Arizona. Like, I feel like it's safe to say that Oregon is a national brand at this point because of how many pipelines that they've built across the country. Um, I think it's just really easy to say that now. And you talk about, like, you know, they have some in Alabama. They have some roots there. Um, they have stuff in i believe new york i think they brought they're not new york uh, pennsylvania i think they brought somebody in the last couple of years um and then you talk about the entire west coast um washington even so you know it's really impressive that they continue to build not just in the west coast but um in the midwest and in the south and all those places as well they are a national brand i think it's you know i feel like that's a fact at this point in the recruiting Definitely. cycle oh absolutely it is it is um there's no doubt about that the the concept of of the pipeline is is such an interesting one to follow because the ducks don't have the talent in state that a lot of these other big time programs do and if they want to be competitive and make noise nationally that's what they have to do they can't afford to stay in Oregon Oregon certainly has some talent you know you have Keith Brown and and uh you know in in this cycle you have um Darius Clemens Trajan Williams um Williams already in the fold for the ducks but um, now that I, that I think about it, with, with this commitment, obviously space is getting really tight. Since I, I mentioned Clemens, he, let's uh, shift it just a little bit here on this episode of the podcast. 20 commitments in this class, but there's still some guys that, that Oregon's going after and that are, are worth keeping an eye on. Let's see if Mario Cristobal can, can add to this number five class in the country. Oregon coming in, making a big jump. Um, in the latest batch of SIL American team recruiting rankings. But like I said, there's still people that could join this class. Yeah, there's still a lot of work to be done for sure. And even though, you know, the season started, the 2023 cycle starting, they definitely want to finish off the 22 cycle on a high note. And they have a lot of guys that can really put the cherry on top. I mean, you talked about Darius Clemens, even at the receiver position, there's Kevin Coleman. That's another big one. Um, And they locked up some guys already at that position. So maybe, you know, one would probably finish off the job at the receiver position. I don't see both. Um, you talk about like the defense. There's still some need at corner. I don't know who else they could get there because uh, I feel like that position is pretty wrapped up for 2022 in terms of the top talent that Oregon was looking at. They got the, you know, the Jaleels locked down. Um, and then the defensive line is a big one. You're still looking at guys like Cyrus Moss and Anthony Lucas. Um, at the linebacker, you have Harrison Taggart is a big one from Corner Canyon. So, um, there are a lot of guys on defense, I think, because offense was kind of made the priority, I would say, in this class. Um, I think the defensive front seven is going to be a big, um, big look. If you're going to get get more guys, I think there's probably only room for three, four more guys in the class, uh, maybe five. I feel like 25 is kind of a lot, given the depth they already have um, with the guys in 2021 and before. So um, I don't feel like they'll add, you know, it's going to be a loaded one. Cristobal's already said that, but. I don't feel like they're going to have too many at one position where, you know, you just have too many battles and guys, you know, just can't 
get playing time. So I feel like defensive line and linebacker is going to be big. I would say Cyrus Moss is probably really close. Um, I know you talked to him. He's probably not committing for probably after the season, I believe. Um, yeah, and then, in the in the All American Bowl is what he's because he still has some officials he wants to take. He wants to get out of Cle- out to Clemson and out to Florida for games. Yeah, and Anthony Lucas, when I was talking to him, he's still set on you know that January Adidas All American. Um, after that, during that, whatever that looks like for him. So, um, yeah, I mean the 2022 cycle is still running. I mean 2023 started, um, and they're definitely getting some work done there, starting to plant some seeds, but. Um, you know, officials are still out there. You can visit games. And I definitely feel like SNL did a number on a lot of guys, like you were talking about with Roberts. I mean, being on campus and being at the facilities and wearing the uniform is one thing, but I feel like being out there on the field, competing in front of the coaches and some of the players, I feel like does a way different job than just being there and talking to them about football. You really get to experience what it's like to kind of be coached by them and, you know, sort of be teammates with some of those guys that are on the field and, maybe even potential teammates, you know, that are still recruits that are haven't committed yet. So um, I definitely think that SNL is a huge reason why Ben Roberts committed to Oregon. Um, and I feel like once guys start going to Autzen in October and November for those conference games, I feel like that's only going to, you know, make Oregon a much more desirable place to go. Lots of good stuff to uh, to kind of break into for, for what you just said, but uh, I want to focus on what you were talking about with with Lucas and you know some of the other spots that that um, are still up for grabs here. Um, I think Lucas is a guy that you don't turn away. Uh, like I was saying, with with the uh, the presence that they're trying to establish on the defensive line, they they need pass rushers, and and Lucas is kind of a do it all guy. Um, I believe he's around six five, three hundred pounds, in kind of that range. So. Certainly a college-ready body um, uh, in his senior season here. And the the Ducks can certainly get more selective. As, they will get more selective uh, if they haven't already um, as more guys, you know, ultimately come and say, hey, I want to join join the, the program. But just because Roberts, who we've been talking about in this pod, maybe isn't the high, highest-rated guy, I think that there's, you know, there's so much more to it than, than just the raw rating. Like we talked about with, with other Pac-12 schools that, that were after him, you definitely don't want to let him get away and be someone that you're facing on Saturdays rather than having on your own team. Um, man, I don't know why I just had a total brain fart as far as what I wanted to talk about next. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about the visits. Uh, you talked about Saturday night live and how big that is. I think as these officials get going, you know, people can take a, some people took officials um, during the summer uh, I know that Dabo Swinney at, at Clemson, he only wants to do it in the fall, which is kind of an interesting tactic. And that's kind of its own, its own story, but clearly it's worked for them uh, because Clemson's, you know, even though they lost yesterday um, it's, it's working well. And they're, they're, you know, consistently in that top five range when it comes to recruiting rankings, but these officials are only going to become more meaningful. Uh, the, the staff's going to be able to kind of, you know, really, really strategize as far as who they want to bring in, what commits they want to bring in. I think that'll be really cool to see what, what commits make the trip, uh, you know, to Eugene to just be peer recruiters. Tanner Bailey's come across the country multiple times now, uh, still hasn't taken his official. That's the, the Oregon quarterback commit. And I think as we get closer here to getting a full class in 2022, even though it'll probably take a while with, with guys like Moss and Lucas still, uh, you know, being pursued heavily by Oregon and, and other programs. I want to see something happen in 23. Uh, I, I wrote that a little while ago when I was talking about why Oregon isn't where they need to be in recruiting. 
Uh, there's kind of multiple reasons there why I think that they're not where they need to be to, to ultimately reach their, their goals. But part of that is they need to push into 23 schools like Georgia and Notre Dame, multiple commits in 23. And you would only think naturally that as they continue to fill up here in 2022, like they did today with Roberts, you know, some, something's happening in 23. Yeah, you definitely think so. Um, you know, a lot of those programs, like you said, Georgia, Notre Dame, I think Penn state has one or two, I believe, I would assume Alabama does as well. Um, you know, it's not like Oregon hasn't been recruiting 2023 guys. I mean, they were bringing in some guys for unofficials, but yeah, I think, you know, we're a couple of days into September coaches have been talking to him. I really feel like we're close to seeing one. Um, and at the same time, you know, high school seasons, a couple of weeks in uh, the college football seasons. in, so it's pretty tough right now to kind of bring guys in. And um, it may seem like it's hard for coaches to prioritize them, given how much work they put in into the season and that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, the Oregon coaching staff, I'm sure won't let them feel that way. Um because, you know, you know, the job that they do with recruiting, they bring them in, they make them feel like family, they make them feel like they're already part of the program. So um, I do think that the 2023 class kind of needs to get going. And I feel like the the place of need is running back. I think there's a load of talent at running back and Oregon didn't pick up any running backs for 2022. So I feel like that should be one of the big priorities as well, um, given that Die and Verdell will probably be gone by the time that class comes to Eugene. Running back would definitely be a, a nice way to start this class. Tons of names that we, we've thrown at people who, who read the content that we put out on Ducks Digest. Uh, Dylan and I released a massive big board for the 2023 class, uh, posted that right at 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific, which was September 1st over on the East Coast, to give you you know a bunch of names to, to follow here as the Ducks really ramp up the 2023 recruiting efforts with contact um you know, opening up a lot more for people who don't know, you know, it's kind of a, it's, it's a much more complicated process to, for these coaches to, to, to get in contact with these 2023 recruits before September 1st. Um, there's kind of this whole process they have to go through um, with regard to setting up the call, but now they can just text, call, FaceTime, Zoom, whatever you want. Um, as far as I know, in, in the 2023 recruiting class, uh, but Roderick Robinson's a big guy to watch at running back. We have a recent update on him. He goes to Lincoln High School with the Jaleels. Um, and we have Achille Smith, uh, an Oregon alum, that's that's on uh, on staff there at Lincoln. So that's definitely a little aspect to to keep an eye out on. But with, with Oregon adding, adding Roberts, I think that it was an addition that comes at just the right time. You know, I'm sure he's pretty – I'd say it's probably fair to say that he's pretty locked in. He's a guy that I want to get – maybe get an update on, get him on the phone. But now that he's committed twice, um, you know, it's hard to think about maybe him not being pretty locked in at this point. And it's a, a big addition that the Ducks certainly needed. Yeah, I feel like, you know, when a guy commits once and they kind of go through it once, they make their visits, they feel like they're locked in and then things change um, and they go through it again. I feel like that second time they really know what they're looking for. Um, maybe they thought they did the first time and then, you know, things change, like I said, and you visit other places, talk to other coaches, see how much they really care um, and want you on campus and with the football team. Um, you know, they just kind of, you kind of think differently in terms of recruiting and what they want and um, what the priorities are. So I feel like Roberts, you know, with Oregon kind of staying, keeping their foot on the gas pedal, it's definitely a big um, eye opener, I think for a lot of guys, because you don't really expect them to, kind of keep tabs on you so um 
you know, I feel like Roberts was really, I feel like he's really locked in with Oregon now. I feel like Washington was never locked in. Um, kind of like with Isaiah Satania, I didn't think he was really locked in with Texas A&M. Um, you know, they kind of post stuff on a social media where it's like, oh, I'm coming home with the visits and I'm here to stay and that kind of stuff. I feel like it's sometimes just kind of trying to assure the coaches and the fans that they're staying. Um, but at the same time, like they're still making other visits. They're announcing all their other offers. When some guys who have gone to Oregon, they kind of just stop posting that stuff. Um, not saying that, you know, Oregon's coaching staff tells them to do that or anything, but I just feel like when you come to Oregon and you commit to Oregon, you know, none of these guys have really seemed like they're going to leave. I feel like this 20 class, we could see all 20 of them signing. So I feel like that's a really impressive job done by the recruiting staff at Oregon. It just speaks to, to how, how hard it is that, how hard it is to hang on to these commits, but also how hard the staff's working and, and how efficient that they've been with everything. Um, you know, as we wind down here on another episode of the Ducks Digest podcast, this episode is available on YouTube. So if you want to see Dylan and I's mugs, uh, you can head over to, to Oregon Football Max Torres to, to check out the, the channel, check out this video, um, trying to ramp that up and really build it up some more. Uh, I believe we just passed 300 subs. So uh, not, you know, maybe not the biggest number, but I really appreciate everyone that's, uh, you know, supporting what we're doing here at Ducks Digest, uh, helping us do our thing. Uh, Dylan, we do this every episode. Where can people find more of you? Yeah, so you can find my stuff on Ducks Digest. I'm posting stuff there every week. Um, I'm DRK Sports News on Twitter. And you can also find my work at the Transfer Portal. Um, we're at T Portal CFB on Twitter. We're posting highlights and news and graphics and all kinds of fun stuff all the time. Give Dylan a follow. He is the man. He's been crushing it for us here at Ducks Digest. Uh, was running our live update story yesterday. So, we uh, kept you up to date on all the information coming out of that Fresno State Oregon game and the season opener. If you want to find more of me, you can find me on Ducks Digest running the show over there, ducksdigest.com or si.com slash college slash Oregon. Either way, one of those will get you to us and our coverage of the Ducks. You can find me on Twitter at mtaurussports. Find me on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, Oregon Football Max Taurus. We also have a Ducks Digest account on Twitter as well as Instagram and Facebook. So you're always in the loop, regardless of what what social media platform you're on. We got stuff coming out every day. We're going to have another podcast coming out real soon here, giving a full breakdown of the Oregon-Fresno State game. But case in point, Ducks stay hot on the recruiting trail at another big addition to the 2022 recruiting class. Tops in the Pac-12, top five in the country. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.